Hi, this is Lilia with the Help Your Sales podcast. And with me tonight, I have the founder of the Rainbow Valley charity and one of my oldest and best friends, Angela McVicker. Angela, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, I'm absolutely delighted to see your beautiful face. <laughs> so, um, Rainbow Valley and Heal Scotland have one thing in common. And of course, that was your beloved daughter, Joanna. She was the catalyst for huge change um, um, in lots of different ways in our lives and I sort of feel Scotland has come from one direction but your um, charity Rainbow Valley is providing a very bespoke um, service. Would you just tell everyone, well first of all like you know when did the idea come about? Was it after Joe passed? When did you get the idea to create it? Um, it's something Joanna always felt was missing within a within a treatment. Um, Joanna always said that she was surrounded by the best doctors in the world, but uh, the best medical team, not just the doctors. Um, however, she felt she was more, they were expert in her disease and she was more than a disease. And she felt that what she was unsure about what she could do to you know, take back a bit of control from that cancer diagnosis. Um, she felt it sh she didn't want it to define who she was. And she, she often said that, she, you know, she needed somewhere to nourish her mind, body and soul, that the doctors were looking after a disease, but what should she do in between that 15 minute appointment that we get? Um, as a mother, I know that all I did after a 15 minute appointment all I did was wish it was six weeks were up and it was time to get our bloods tested again you know that the anxiety that builds up in between that what should you be doing what shouldn't you be doing what should you be eating should you be exercising and all this stuff so and ironically I was just thinking about this the other day ironically it was seven years after Joanna passed away um that you know we decided that we wanted and it wasn't a conscious thing um and the number seven is plays a huge part in my psyche now and everything I do and, and then number seven will come up and I'll go oh my goodness well that's no surprise and Joanna's love of rainbows inspired Rainbow Valley um, you'll remember as a little girl she would dance she did it as an adult <laughs> she would dance when she saw a rainbow she just loved rainbows so her um, love of rainbows really inspired. Um, and a lot of people ask me, why did you not call it the Joanna McVicker, whatever, you know? But the reason for that is I want this to be a long lasting legacy. Um, she will always be what was behind it. However, it might sound a bit silly, but I never want somebody to say, who was Joanna McVicker? Yes. You know, because as much as this, she inspired it. This is about other people. And I, I pray that Rainbow Valley will continue long after I'm gone or my family has, you know, gone. And I want this to be a legacy um, for her, but, you know, about her, but not for her. Um, so seven years after she passed away, we decided, and of course, seven colours in the rainbow. So <laughs> there we go. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting, you know, because over the last few weeks, I've been privy to talking to a lot of women who have set up charities and social enterprises very often because of their own personal journey and seeing a gap that has not been provided by the government or the, you know, the, the council and created something to fill that gap. And I think mm -hmm. they're all such heart-led businesses. Um, but it always, as usual, always comes down to raising money and funding and awareness. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast was because I think what I found since I've started meeting with a lot of third people in the sector, which is another name I don't like, why we are the premier division, if you ask me. <laughs> Good point. Um, what we want to do is um, give people a much deeper understanding of what the charities do. Because I know, but in actual fact, once you meet these amazingly powerful, heart-led and essential services in our communities, um, we need to really know about it and understand it so that A, we can help the people who can be helped by the charity to, to find you, but also, you know, the people that want to support. You know, very sadly, I've met a lot of people who have lost their children to cancer and brain tumours over the last few years. Um, so people know that that need is there. Um, we're not just the body. <laughs> we're the whole emotional and spiritual and, you know, all of that. And also what we learned from Joanna's journey as well. Much of a lot of it was heart-wrenchingly painful. Mm -hmm. Obviously, from out the other side of these things with a much greater insight to what some people have to go through and etc. So you set up the charity now. So how what exactly do you use the money for? What we do is we run a course um, post um, pre-COVID. <laughs> um, we ran, which is unique. We run our USP is we run residential courses for people who are affected by cancer. Now, whoever attends these courses are, there has to be somebody with a cancer diagnosis, but we are very aware that it's not just that one person that's affected by cancer. Um, the ripple effect that it has on the whole family and friends, and it just goes on and on and on. And that trauma, uh, rubs off on absolutely everyone. Um, so our course at Rainbow Valley is called The Seven Steps to Health. And we, we run a course about, and it's a two-night, two-day residential course. Um, people arrive on the, about four o'clock in the evening. And the reason that we like them to be residential is... Um, as we all know, when we go in any kind of course, uh, usually we're running in at the tail end. You know, it starts at nine o'clock, you get stuck in traffic, you've had to organise the family, you've had to, you know, you're nervous, you've not, maybe don't know anybody, etc. So some people choose to come on their own, other people can choose to bring a partner, a mm -hmm. husband, a wife, a daughter, a best friend, you know, someone else with them, as long as they share the room, they can, you know, come in the course with them because the effect that this has had um, is quite profound on them as well. So they arrive the night before and at that point we talk about, we have dinner and then we talk about good sleep hygiene um, and, you know, we bring in accredited professionals who um, will 
talk to them about, you know, and it's it's very much getting everybody involved because really we all know about good sleep hygiene. We all know the things that we should and shouldn't do. You know, don't drink a cup of coffee after a certain time and uh, don't have the television on with a horror movie or, you know, it, it, there are a lot of things that are very simple um, and that we all know, but we it's just a little reminder of how, because sleep deprivation is something when you, it's attached to anxiety, isn't it? You know, very much so. Um, so that that's just really getting to know you and things like that. Then the next day we run different workshops on uh, overcoming stress and anxiety, uh, understanding yourselves, which is um, very much led by and developed that part was led by a very good friend of ours, Dr. Sandra Barrett. She made a video for us to explain how when we're stressed, our cells change shape. And it's just getting people to understand. People just sometimes accept that they have cancer and they see it as, you know, it's yeah, it's a disease, you know. Um, but you and I both know what disease is, it's disease, there's something happening. So um it's it, it just explains how your cells change when you're stressed. Um, and that gives a better understanding to people as to why they need to control their anxiety, you know, um, and their fear, which I know you're very much into as well. Um, and with fear comes anxiety. So we take a holistic approach and the seven steps um, leads you into understanding how it all falls into place. We talk a lot about gratitude. We do have a section on gratitude. We have a section on mindfulness. Um, then the following day we have, um, in fact, no, the, the second night we have like a pamper session teaching people self-care. But, um, and I know that women, especially um, when they go for any therapies or treatments, they, they look at it as a treat. I don't like to call them treatments because it's not a treat. It's self-care. It's, um, it's good for you to have a massage. It's good for you to have Reiki. It's good for you to, you know, so we do taster sessions and we're so fortunate we get volunteers to come in. Um, we even have volunteers who are hairdressers and um, beauticians who come in, makeup artists and, uh, you know, they pamper. Uh, we also do things like we, I encourage people to um, steep their feet in a basin of um, lavender water because I remember um, my mother doing that. I do remember, sorry, I'm going to switch this phone off. Um, I remember my mother doing this and, and that in itself aids good sleep hygiene. You know, um, so we do all that. Then the next the following day, we have nutrition and it's all it's a nutritionist who takes them through different food um, choices. Because we have to remember that food is a choice. What we eat is a choice. We are the ones that are leading it to our mouth and it's letting them understand exactly the process of you know, it's just all about mindset, isn't it? And we're not a we're not a life saving charity. We're a life changing charity. And I very much believe um, at Rainbow Valley. We very much believe that we don't just want to survive a cancer diagnosis. We want to thrive. 
you know, to to be cured, or I suppose you're never really cured, but to 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 beat cancer and then live your life full of anxiety and worry of reoccurrence and we want life to be full, live in the moment, day by day. And what we do at Rainbow Valley is we give them tools. We do laughter yoga. We do, um, and that really brings people out of the comfort zone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's very much uh, full of positivity. Um, it's very much, it's not, we don't encourage people to talk about cancer. That's the first thing that we ask when they come to a course. Um, we've one thing in common here. Um, we are a cancer charity, but we would ask you not to discuss your cancer treatment and how many times you've had different treatments. We're here to talk about your health, not about your disease. You know, um, and immediately you see, you know, some people do like to, but we're not, we're not counsellors. So we can't really encourage people to come to us for, um, we'll love on them, we'll give them a hug if they need that. Um, but we are not counsellors, we are there to guide them through tools that will help them embrace life. And people, you know, 100% of people who come in our course, um, after we do a survey after it, and 100% people, including the people who have not had the cancer diagnosis and supporter, they say that after doing the course, they feel better equipped to cope. And that's all you can ask for. Absolutely, absolutely. I said, she said, I knew it would, uh, that cancer obviously affected the body, but what I didn't realise was how it would affect my mind. And I think that's the thing, um, and as you say, that you and, and also in some way when you're in the system and there's all these amazing nurses and doctors, most of them, let's face, 99.9% are amazing, yeah. especially the nurses that care, etc. But when that is gone, <laughs> when you're yeah. actually through the treatment out the other side, that's when you're back home and suddenly you don't have to turn up for appointments the same. And you know that can be a bit of a scary, a scary time. So do most people come to you after they've had treatment? It varies. We've had people on the course who ha perhaps had breast cancer 10 years ago. Ah, of course, that's nice. Um, because they have lived that journey um, with the fear of recurrence. So they still need, you know, just to do that, you know. And our, our hopes are with the seven steps to health, there are seven elements. And our hopes are that we will have it's all down to the, the money, isn't it? We would like to have day courses that are offshoots. I was going to say, do you have anything online to offer? Yeah, well, once people have been on the course, well, during the pandemic, we actually um, developed online courses, mm -hmm. a, a nutrition course and uh, overcoming anxiety, because these were the two uh, that we felt were most important at that point. Um, and but we we desperately want to get back to face to face, uh, you know, residential because we were dealing with we couldn't until now because we were dealing with the most vulnerable uh, people in the society and we just felt it was inappropriate for us to um, to do that. But now um, people just again have to take responsibility for themselves, you know and. You know, so, so we're hoping to get back to the residential very soon. 
Uh-huh. So you can come and do the course and then there's a way to sort of remind yourself and, and keep, yes. you know, because we all with the best goal in the world slip. Once you go back into your old external environment, it becomes more challenging, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You need to keep replugging in and recharging yourself. Yeah. Well, we've got a, a Facebook page for course attendees. And we also have a section on our website that once you've been in the course, you can access to get recipes um, to get recordings of some mindfulness, um, you know, recordings that you can go for a mindfulness walk and you can listen to some nice soothing, um, you know, instruction on what to do and what to listen for and et cetera, et cetera. Nice music um, you can um, access. Um, you know pointers from the stress overcoming stress and anxiety you can just remind yourself of what you what you did but it's it's only really once you've been in the course and understood there's no point in us putting it on out there because unless you've been in the face-to-face and you've really embraced and understood the seven steps to health um that that and also we don't want people thinking they can go on uh, on the website and think right oh well that that didn't really do it for me because mm-hmm. it would you mm-hmm. know there is nothing like a face-to-face um absolutely you know, meeting. And, and who you meet at these courses mm-hmm. almost every bit you're creating small communities aren't you i know that we do that at the farm people make friends <laughs> that can last for a while yeah so primarily you run this course and so who would you, like so say I'm always concerned people that are just diagnosed rush into treatments that they may not need would somebody who's just been diagnosed would it be good for them before they went into treatment oh yeah as, as long as they've had a cancer diagnosis they can come along and um, we don't encourage people not to have treatment we support them in whatever treatment they choose yes um, we have had people on the courses who have refused um, conventional treatment, but we look upon ourselves not as uh, alternative, but complementary. And who are we to judge or decide what we would do, you know, what I would do in that position? So um, we encourage anybody, as I say, we don't really talk about cancer and we don't talk about treatments. We do, that's, there's somewhere to go for that. Yes. yes, and it's not Rainbow Valley. Mm-hmm. At Rainbow Valley, we offer coping strategies um, for your mind, body, and soul. Uh-huh. So it would be good to go before you, even if you just doesn't matter what treatment you decide. Yeah, um, still, a, it can be a daunting journey for people. So your, these tools are going to help them regardless of what yeah. path they choose to take. Yes. Right, so, and then, and so people repeat the course, don't they? Um, no, you get to do the seven steps to health. Wish we had enough money to let people come and repeat the course. You're only allowed to do the course once. Right, okay. Um, because we can, the maximum that we would ever have in a course would be 30. And that is maximum. Right, right. That is maximum. Um, it's just, it's harder to handle and, you know, people start to talk and, and, and before you know it, yeah. I know you get it's hard to control it's not the word to control people but we have to get back to grounding people to right this is what we're here to do um and if people are going off in their little groups and having conversations and so a big the bigger group um 
any bigger than that would be very difficult to uh, manage, not control, manage. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, anybody at any stage can come in the course and they get to do it once. But however, they can do the day courses. We also are going to continue doing the day courses that we started doing um, last year. And they can come and do the day course after they've done the seven steps to help. And we've now made a decision that if people want the day courses, we can have a lot more people on the course. Uh -huh. So we have made, made the decision that all our courses are free because it shouldn't matter whether you can afford, this is the thing, if it, you, getting access to tools that will empower you should not be limited to your financial circumstances. So they're not means tested. Um, however, the day courses that we have, if you've already done a day course and you want to come back and do another, will allow you to do that if you pay the cost of the food. Yes. Yeah, that's fair enough, I think. And, there will be and, and people are delighted with that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's the two night residential and then there's day courses and then there's a follow up. So really... And so how do you get your money? Is it mainly fundraising? What if people that are watching this, there'll be people that say, well, I would like to help and give towards this. Can they just donate on your website? Yep, there's a donate button on the website. There's lots of things you can take part in. We have events. We've got an event coming up, um, which is called Bougie Bingo. And it's coming up on the 14th of May. Yeah, 14th of May um, in the Glen Hill Hotel in uh, Renfrew yeah, yeah. it's just off the motorway um, uh -huh. and it's a ladies lunch and a bit of a laugh I mean I don't particularly like bingo but this is something a bit different it's just going to be an absolute riot and a laugh because um, uh -huh. we're all about happiness you know laughing is good for your soul and um, so we've got things like that we've got a ball every year so we like to give back you know you, if you want if you're considering doing a sponsored event do it for Rainbow Valley um, donate, we always hold a tombola, you know, at our events. Donate, you know, a bottle yeah. of something, a bottle of wine or a, you know, a bottle of tomato sauce, whatever, you know. <laughs> as long as it's unopened. <laughs> <laughs> so, fridge for you. <laughs> hi. So, um, yeah, you know, there's, there's lots that people can do without, run a coffee morning, you know. Do something that, you know, you know, you don't need to go into your own pocket. You can do something that um, helps the community. And then if you're doing it for Rainbow Valley, it gets it just highlights Rainbow Valley because we are we're coming up in eleven years old, and um, we just need you know people to know exactly what we do um, and so why we do it. So somebody watching this right now or that knows somebody that maybe is struggling a little bit with mm -hmm. diagnosis or after or whatever stage they're at on that journey, how do they, they just contact you via phone or yeah. email? What's the best? Yeah, the best way is to go onto the website. Our course um, that I'm working on just now, it won't be, it'll be in the next couple of weeks, next week or so, no, two weeks, um, we will be advertising it and it will sell very, very quickly because this one we're, we're keeping to 20 people um, uh -huh. because we've just come back and obviously the costs, because it's residential, 
Um, so we're keeping this course to 20 people. Um, and so it will be, it has to be first come first serve basis. Um, so I would just say, go onto the website, have a look and keep an eye on the courses uh, tab. There's events, click on the events tab and see what you can do to join in or um, get a group of people together to just do anything um, to raise awareness and raise some uh, much needed cash. We also apply for trust funds, um, which, you know, applying for trust funds and charities, it's funny, the big charities actually employ people who um, that's what they solely what they do and they're expert at it. They're, you know, they know exactly the buzzwords and the so um, you've got little old me um applying for trust funds. Um, but you know, I just wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm just honest, you know, and say it as it is. And I just reckon, you know, passion, uh, passion outweighs expertise um, when some of these type, you know, occasions. And there's so many, so many fabulous charities out there. Um, and we're all being for and bidding for the, the, the money from foundations. And I'm always very, very grateful to any organization who reads what I've written and considers, even if I get a rejection. Um, you know, and that again comes back to it's all about gratitude, and I'm I'm very grateful that they've taken the time to read through the application and perhaps learned a little bit about uh, Rainbow Valley. You know, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just honest in these applications, but we'll see how we'll see how they go. <laughs> oh, I I don't touch these forms at all. Luckily, I've got friends who do. <laughs> So that's fantastic. So like every single charity, it's always about the more money you have, the more people you can help. Yeah. I don't think there'd be anybody listening to this podcast that either has themselves or somebody in their family been touched by cancer. So if you'd like to help, Angela's kind of laid out all the different ways, donate a bottle, share an event, take a table at the ball, just donate um, on the site um, because the more money you can get in, the more courses you can run and the more people you can help and the stronger that emotional community can be for the other side of healing, which is all about people that understand you, you know, people that have been there. <laughs> um, and then, you know, that's the, the power of the community. It works whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to heal, whether you're trying to create something, the more people you've got on side that really get it, the more yeah. powerful it's going to be. Yeah. So and we're all about empowerment, aren't we? It's... Yeah, 100%. And everybody's got to stand in their own two feet. But while we've got people who can't stand in their own two feet, we have to support them and help them. Yeah. And Rainbow Valley can we're a crutch. doing that. Exactly. So listen, fantastic. I will um, I'll put all the details um, in the, the box uh, for the podcast. Anybody that wants to help, um, just please, please share, share the word. The word. And um, let's get more of these courses going and fill in um, the stuff for the website and get on the Heal Scotland website. Yeah, fabulous. Love to speak to you, sweetheart. You kid. I'll see you Love soon, you. darling. Okay. Ciao, Bye. ciao.